Well, welcome to HGO Football listeners. We're back with another episode with myself, Andrew Timbrell and Tom Whitford. Uh, Tom, today's episode. Now, I think I had a pair of football boots named after this lot back in the day. The Adidas ones. Might well have done, might well have done. Yeah, yeah something a bit different for listeners today. We're joined by managing editor of the football magazine creative agency, Mundial, Seb White. Seb, how are you? Are you well? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um yeah, it's half term at the moment, so I'm, I'm doing some stuff for the family. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, nice change from all the, all the football madness that I normally have to deal with. So yeah, I'm good. Okay. So your your Twitter bio, the Mundial bio, starts off by saying, "Reminding you why you love football." So Seb, take us back. Why why football for you? Yeah, what well, made you fall in love with the game? <laughs> well, uh, I was born and bred uh, in Yeovil in Somerset, sleepy Somerset, and um, not necessarily a football hotbed by any stretch of imagination, but. Uh, I could see the floodlights of the old ground from my back garden and my school was literally right opposite. It was one of those old town centre grounds. So um, my, my school was in the town centre. So I'd, I'd see that all the time anyway. But my granddad had uh, been going to Yeovil week in, week out. So was my dad. So just started going one day, just started going with them. And that was it, really. Uh, fell in, you know, non-league, at that stage, Yeovil were non-league, a couple of thousand every week. Uh, old, historic what everyone knows is the sloping pitch at the time and um, very evocative and uh, yeah, stuck with me and shoot, started reading Shoot Magazine, not, then moved on to 90 Minutes, then 442, then uh, the internet came along obviously and uh, yeah, pretty much and I've been like, fortunate enough to work in football as well, my, most of my, well certainly the last 12, 13, 14 years, so yeah, I've been, I'm extremely fortunate to have a job as well in my yeah, in something that I obviously have a lot of, um, I have a huge passion for, and I was going to say, yeah. Absolutely. And I met my wife through, um, uh, through a going to football as well, so, you know, it was, uh, yeah. Got to be yeah. doing it, then you've got to marry into it. Um, yeah. Just to clarify, then, I think it was going to be a question later, but you've kind of already you know, nailed your master, kind of, uh, you know, there. You were shoot over match then, growing up, shoot magazine over match magazine. Uh, yes, I was shoot magazine over match magazine. Um, I don't. Huge divide. Know, but then towards the end, but obviously when Matchbacks uh, was around, the, and they covered the conference which Yeovil were in at the time, and so even though I'd seen the games, it was amazing to see Yeovil versus Bath City and the players that you saw getting marks out of ten. I don't know whoever, whoever did them so often weren't they didn't correspond with what I remember. But yeah, I was shoot. But then to be fair, I was very much ninety minutes um, when ninety minutes came around. To be fair, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and in actual fact, I could probably go through all the magazines because, yeah, I've got, they're all in the garage. I found them all yesterday when I was sorting out the garage and I've still got all my old copies, 90 Minutes, Shoot, uh, 442, Goal, Total Football, World Soccer's. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that obviously led some along, you know, obviously helped me along the path to be managing editor of the, of the quarterly football magazine, which I'm incredibly proud of. Yeah, so you've been going for, what, so over about six, seven years now, Seb? Six years, yeah, we did a one of what was genuinely in this, um, I don't, people don't often believe us, but yeah, genuinely was supposed to be a one-off magazine ahead of the World Cup between like-minded people and, and mates, just we wanted to do something a bit different and we sold out of our limited edition of 2014 copies uh, in a couple of weeks, just online and yeah, the rest is history really and, and yeah, that's where we started and we've obviously become a lot more than the magazine. In recent in recent times, we had to because uh, we had to. Well, 
the magazine became a business on its own. But then as a result of that, then we, have, we all got business and work from the magazine. So, yeah, and we were able to make it a full-time thing, which, again, I'm incredibly fortunate to do and I'm also incredibly proud of. But, yeah, it's, um, it's as with any business, and certainly in the last year or so, mm. it's been tough, but, you know, that's... that's we, yeah, we were gonna, we were going to ask that because, obviously... You know, 2014 is it's a pretty young in itself, Mangale. But actually, even in that space of time, um, what's what have you seen as the big evolution and the changes in the way in which people are consuming your content, but just consuming football in a digital way in general? Um, because it, it, every year it seems that there's exponential train change. Even though you think you can't change possibly anymore, there's, there's a new thing. There's a new thing that and you always yeah. have to be keeping up with the Joneses, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think, well, obviously, there's no doubt about it. Our, our one-off issue, or it was supposed to be one-off issue, was very much a sort of anti the the, the clickbait and the, and the, you know, the not, I don't want to say, t- not, you know, the, the writing that was at the time very much clickbait-focused and all sensational and all then based around a certain tier and all about getting hits and numbers and stuff like that on, uh, on, on various sites, whatever they were. And I'll be honest, I was guilty as the next person sometimes about feeding that sort of machine. And so that was one of the reasons we set up Mundial was to try and sort of take a pause, uh, give it some, give the articles and things like that attention, uh, make it look good as well. That was obviously a big thing for us. You know, there wasn't, we felt that, you know, there wasn't quite, um, and there wasn't quite visually, obviously still, it was, it was, there were good things and, but they were very good. We wanted to try and push the envelope a little bit really um, to use it. To use, a, to use a phrase there, but yeah, that and and obviously that's that's changed and it keeps it keeps moving on and on. And I think um, I think the de- democracy of what we try and do at Mundial is yes, of course, let's not be you know. I have there's four directors, two of them are Liverpool fans, so you know, the lot I've lived the uh, um, the lot, and I'm my family of St Helens, so I've lived that you know that upper upper echelons of the game through them really. <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, let's do a piece on uh, Glass. You know, a team, a football team in Glasgow. Let's go and let's go and uh, yeah, focus. Let's go to Casablanca in Morocco. You know, I think you know, Roger Casablanca in Morocco. So, football is inherently the same game for all of those and mm. all of those people and all of those levels in all the countries. It's twenty-two people on the pitch, and obviously things have changed and it moves all the time. But inherently, it's the same thing, and we all fall in love with it because of those twenty-two people on the pitch. Yeah. So, and also for the stuff off it, record Mundial. You mentioned there about the boots. You know. It may, it's not entirely coincidence that uh, we call the magazine Mundial. It obviously means global in Spanish, but it also pays homage to uh, certainly my favourite pair of football boots and, and that sort of off-the-field stuff, which obviously we cover a lot of in terms of fashion and not just boots, but what you wear on the terraces as much as you wear on the pitch. And, and yeah. yeah. I was going to say a lot of your work is sort of entrenched in nostalgia, isn't it, Seb? I mean, one of my favourite parts of, of Mundial is the sort of on the YouTube channel. You've got some cracking short clips and do- little mini documentaries. I watched the, the, one of the Leeds ones earlier. Yeah. And um, the, like the girls talking about their sort of attachment to the club. And it just reminded me of a show we were talking about off air, actually, Sunderland Till I Die. It just had that real gritty sort of rawness to it. Is, do, do you feel more now than ever fans are craving that type of media? Yeah, I, th- I think so because I think there's, dare I say it, there's 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 a, there's there's a, some almost not not truly authentic and fake elements in that media. Uh, you know, I'm not casting aspersions on the whole fan TV led movement, but 
some of the backgrounds of those people aren't particularly uh, authentic as, as perhaps their reputations and their numbers dictate at this stage. And, you know, again, I understand for the younger generation that that, that is a popular thing, but mm. yeah, um, I, I think it, maybe it's a bit of a reaction to what it's, you know, what is elsewhere in the industry. But yeah, mm. one of the things that we, I mean, we say, we obviously get a lot of work through Mundial uh, and we've had to obviously to keep the business sustainable. And over the years is brands do come to us and, you know, again, just using the word brand around football sometimes can, but brands want to reach those people. I said, I think campaign you're talking about was for a, was for a betting company. Um, and it, you know, again, that brings its own challenges, but, um, yeah, I think they want some authenticity to it and they want to, you know, be, and again, that tagline, I know sometimes things or brands and companies have taglines, but that genuinely does mean something to us. You know, we do love football. Of course, there's loads of things that we dislike about football, like there is, you know, anyone the same, but we just want to celebrate the good stuff. And it, sometimes that gets lost amongst all the, the noise and, the, and, you know, around football that, yeah, let's just celebrate the good stuff. So, you know, we did... Leads. We did a one uh, a film for the Guide Dogs Charity Association, mm. and you know, football means so much to that for that person. You know, just so happens a dog uh, taking you know the dog that allows them to go to football mm. is something we highlighted. But at the same time, that shows you how important football is to that person, and it's be diff- there'll be different stories and different ways that that people connect with football, and it's it's all di- you know, it's essentially you know. It can be mates, your mates down the pub, or it can be yeah, take go with a guide dog, or it can be all manner of things. It still does that thing too, doesn't it? And that's yeah. one of the things we've missed so much. Let's mm. we've all missed it, haven't we? Let's be brutally honest. We've missed that going to the match, and however, whatever your routine involves, and whoever you do that with, that is, you know, it's, yeah, so it's a fundamental part of your life, isn't it? Um, yeah, how how have you kept that ethos and that culture? Because oh, it's it's prevalent throughout everything Mundell do. It's very clear, and again, we're using the word brand, but in your in your brand message and in, in in everything you stand for, but also on all your social channels. Um, how have you kept that at the heart of your, I, I guess, your evolutions? So obviously, you've got the pod now. You've got Giant, which would be great yeah. to hear a little bit about that. But also keeping that sort of what essentially is a bit of a throwback, the fundamentals about why we love the game, which is why it was the the, the quarterly uh, um, magazine as opposed to sort of a weekly, you know, yeah. clickbait kind of stuff. It was actually, it was quite, let's use the word, it was quality, quality stuff. And how do you maintain that, but still evolve and keep up to date and and as you push into stuff like Giant? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right there. Because obviously we do, I don't want to say get tired with the nostalgia brush, but of course it's such a big part of what we do. And sometimes people do, you know, like forget that we we do concentrate obviously on what happened, what's happening now. Like I said, the Glasgow, the Glasgow article is a, is a great example of that. Mm. The videos that we do, or, or the content, any content that we do. And yes, of course, don't get me wrong, a, a great Ronaldo goal is always going to fly. And you know, if you present it in the right way. But at the same time, it's nice if you find an only goal from last weekend that will that will help. But yeah, I think I think the main the main thing is to make sure that you. You stay, yeah. You, you do stay true to what what made you successful and why people come to us. And again, not not necessarily chase the huge numbers. Now, you, anyone can see how many followers we've got on Twitter and Instagram. We're incredibly proud of that audience we've built up. You know, some people might say, well, that's only X amount, or and compared to probably what I mentioned before, some fan 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 TV things. But that no, we like to think the audience that we've got and the people that we connect with. It's all about quality rather than quantity, and uh, you know, I know that 
might sound, you know, we've said that in meetings sometimes and, and people have said, oh yeah, but I can get X amount by going with them. And it's like, well, yeah, you can, but that's just, we, we, we do believe that people are connected with us. And the whole, the whole thing that people say about read, you know, reads Monday, I'm at once. I, said, I can't believe that people will use that as a phrase, you know, and that's not me being arrogant or anything. I just think it's great. I think it's, a lot, it's nice that it's happening now. We sometimes get called football hipsters, for example. And some, I, for a while, I was a little bit like, well, that puts, that, that puts us, it paints us into a little bit of a corner. But at the same time, someone just said, all they're saying is that people appreciate what you do. And I think, well, that's, that's it. You're right. Completely. I don't, yeah. think you should, I don't think you should shy away from that. And actually, I think football is very cyclical. I think life's very cyclical. And actually, you know, one person's nostalgia now very soon that goal scored in 2012 will be nostalgia to someone and actually, or whatever it may be. And actually you're not, you know, it's not just because you're always harping back to the good old days. It's, being a hipster isn't being dated. It's actually just saying, well, actually what's the nuance of what do we really love? What do you want to remember? Um, and do you, what do you want to play again? What makes you feel good? And what makes you, you know, really yeah. like about the game? Um, so I don't think that's a, I wouldn't shy. Yeah. Away. And that's, that's like on and off the pitch, isn't it? Because that's playing five side with your mates to go and watch an amazing game. And what completely you know, so many elements to it. It's ridiculous. You know, it's almost too much to be honest. So. <laughs> you, you, meant, you mentioned a word a minute ago, authenticity seven. It just hits a nail on the head really in terms of the mod, the world we live in now, where we, we spoke to um, Alex Stewart from TIFO football a few weeks back. And he was saying how, you know, that, anyone can create a, a Twitter account now and say tactical strategist or football writer, you know, and, and I feel that, you know, what Mundial do so well is that, and Tom alluded to this earlier, is that everything you do, everything you perpetuate and share is from that core value. Um, mm. And, and, and that, that, then long may that continue really. Cause I feel like as well, like as football fans, we do like to put on rose tinted glasses and look back anyway. We always like to yeah, do of course, yeah. Um And that's just part of being a football fan, isn't it really? Yeah, and I think, the, yeah, they're talking about the authenticity and, and keeping that as a, a, as a core element of, you know, reminding you well of football. We've turned down quite a few things in, in the past for various reasons, whether that be for the magazine, whether that be a video, a, a video, something on video or something on social. We've turned it down. We've, we've said no to a lot of things that arguably a business or certainly a growing and a flexing business probably shouldn't, if you were looking at the numbers, shouldn't say no mm. to but, we thought, well, what's the, you know, we started this from a, 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 you know, a point of reference. So what, you know, you've got, you've got to stay true to that. Otherwise you just yeah. end up, you end, you know, and again, I, I'll touch on it briefly, but you know, when we did, when we did do something with, with a gambling company, we, we realized that that was going to bring certain, certain questions. And, and obviously we, you know, we, there's no doubt about it. Monday hour was very, uh, is very much on the left side of the political spectrum and we've not been shy of that at any point again it's authentic to what, who we who we are as, as people in the company but mm. you know we got asked we got asked questions but we decided that we could make the material and the things that we wanted to would have made anyway if we had that and you know that's what we did and and of course there were some people that said something but at the same time what we put out in terms of the output was true to us so you know, and again, it's up to people to make their own decision, but necessarily you should do that. Yeah. No, I think so. And I think as long as you have that, I think, honest reflection amongst yourselves. And I think, well, Andrew and I have been very similar, you know, starting this podcast, the kind of people we want to speak to. And actually, it's it's guests that we enjoy, respect and 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 really want to discuss and have on to, you know, on the pod. Mm. It's not necessarily always who's going to get the most clicks or what's going to be the, you know, what's going to go viral. Actually, that doesn't matter. Actually, there needs to be that layer of authenticity because yeah. frankly, football, 
when it comes down to it, it is a game, it is a sport, and it's one we all care very, very passionately about. But ultimately, it needs to be enjoyment factor there, and, it's, and you're only going to get enjoyment from it if it's authentic, which is, which is yeah. it really speaks to what you're talking to there. Um, how, how have you seen um, in the six years, I guess, your, your viewership and your readership and your audience evolve and change? Um, have you had a sort of a target audience in mind, and has that changed, or, or, or do you stay stick to sort of a, a group there? I think again and again. You know, this might have been, a, a, you know, looking back on it, you know, with hindsight, having, you know, not necessarily having a huge plan to make this brand or to do this business has always meant that we've we've sort of taken things whilst retaining that core values that we spoke about earlier. We've always, you know, we've sort of gone with it and just reflected, and sometimes just taken a few pauses and gone. You know, we've done reader surveys all, you know, every year since we since we started, and I, I'm surprised still how how I imagined sometimes, or certainly on a number of occasions, that our audience was pretty much hundred thousand people like me, for you know, for forty year old blokes who who you grew up watching them um, football on ter- crumbling terraces and and hark back to that rose tinted idea that we mentioned. But I've been really impre- I've been really uh, surprised at times, but also really proud of the fact that a lot of you know a lot of our, I think thirty at one stage thirty percent of our readership was. Um, under 21 or something, you know, wow. things like that. So we're like, wow, you know, again, not catering for every single person who follows football under 21, but um, mm. we've got a, a core group who obviously see Monday hours, or they believe Monday hours are sort of en- entry into that sort of, the whole, you know, that maybe not, you know, nostalgia, that all the things that we spoke about before, but, and it's, it, we haven't been that targeted, you know, and again, that might be something that from a business perspective and a brand perspective might not, might not have been the best thing, but again, we just have to be true to ourselves and 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 and, and true to what we want to do. And hope, you know, fortunately, or maybe, you know, we've been doing it six years now, so it's probably not too much luck. But yeah, people have been on board of us from through that, and keep keep continuing to come on board of us. So that you know, and that's great. And yeah. Like I said, I don't, we're not we're not for ev- we're not for everyone, and nor nor do we, you know. No, but you know, I think I don't want, don't want to keep banging on about. It. We we haven't got a bet yeah. on to say how many times core value comes up in this pod, but but um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, but also I feel like it's it's the number one rule for any um, upstarting business, particularly if you're in social media at the moment, where you're trying to reach out to people. If you if you are being real uh, yeah. and and staying true to what you believe in and patient, then sky can be the limit. I just feel that maybe what happens is you you can start up and you can easily get swayed by or what 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 do we want to look like? Is that gonna do we want to look like that or that? And then you sort of go off the wrong path. And so I, I yeah. feel like rule number one really is, isn't it? It's that staying true to what you started off as really and then yeah. and, and naturally growing organically instead of instead of yeah, trying to rush yeah, exactly. trying to rush things, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's what, it's, like I said, there's not been any, of course, we've had to, as we've grown and got bigger and, and taken people on and done more things that, that involve, you know, a, a better structure and a better, a, a bigger amount of resource. And we've obviously had to make, you know, we've had to do the business side of things. And mm. But none of all four of us didn't, didn't necessarily come into this because we were four business people that were looking to do something in football, we're football fans looking to, to put it bluntly, uh, try and create, or well, you know, certainly after the first, after what was supposed to be one issue, one off issue, was just to create 
create a good working environment and create maybe a job, jobs for all, all of us and, and doing something that we love doing. You know, I was, I was very lucky. I was a TV producer and um, as well, I probably still am, you know, that's what, but I was, I did that for seven, eight years and interviewed footballers, cricketers, and I absolutely loved it. I wasn't looking to get, get another job or start my own business or anything like that. None, none of us really were, but it just, yeah, yeah. But again, a bit of fortune, but also a bit of, belief then these these things happen and yeah we go to, you know I go, I'm very fortunate again it's something I always point back to I work I work with my mates I mean I'm very lucky in that respect and you know more so, so it's, it's, it's barely work then I'm sure um yeah, well, yeah, times, yeah. Times. yeah my wife would not agree with that and rightly <laughs> so and uh, you know it means a lot of late nights and it means you care about it a lot of course I'm not, you know I say that as Seb is on, uh, obviously on a, on a call in a meeting with ourselves in the evening, you know, while w- wives and families are in other rooms, locked away. Um, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's been a tough year, obviously, for everyone. But um, A, how's that been, had an effect on Monday out? And I guess, um, what's next? So what's the developments you've had over the year? And kind of what, what can we look forward to from Monday out in the coming months? And Well, yeah, I don't think we should obviously, yeah, the the elephant in the room is that we have had to put the pause on our print edition. Now, that's uh, largely because the latest, last issue that we did, issue 21, which I'm still amazed that we've, you know, we've got this far. I'm glad we have, but of course, still, if you said to me six years ago, we'd have got to 21 issues, I would, I would, I would have laughed probably, but we brought that out three days before lockdown. So we had thousands of copies of magazines on shelves that and shops that weren't open. So uh, it was difficult. And we'd obviously invested quite a lot of time and money into this issue because it was very much how we see football in the next, in the coming year, five years, 10 years, you know, it, it very much harks back to what we, magazines like Wired and stuff like that, who have done similar things and economists have obviously done stuff like that. So we were thought, let's do a football version of that. Little did we know that it was a global pandemic around the corner. That um, absolutely, you know, one of the lines that we have in the magazine is, "What's going to happen this year is football is not going to stop." There's so much football because of the Euros, the African Cup of Nations, all this. Yeah. We, we wanted to know that that was obviously to be proved. Well, no uh, one was, were they? Correct. Yeah. No, of course. But so we just made a decision, and 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 again, obviously that was a business decision as as much as anything that we have to put a pause on that, and we've been looking at sorting out a, a digital version of Mundial, which can do a similar thing, but obviously needs to be different and obviously, again, retain that core value, but also not just be a straight replica, replica of what the mm-hmm. magazine is in PDF format. No one wants that. No, it's, no, it's, no, it's no fun for anyone. That. So uh, what? So that's been paused, but just before we'd already agreed to have a, well, we'd already been commissioned for a second series of Giant, which... Uh, was, is a podcast series exclusively with Spotify and extremely, uh, I've done a lot of things in my in my time, I'm fortunate to do so. And the first series was probably the thing I'm most proud of. Um, we had always been asked and, and suggested that you should do a podcast, you should do a podcast. And we thought, well, what's the point in, in having, you know, that competing with the likes of Football Weekly and something like that. So we wanted to do things differently. If we were to do a podcast, an audio version, as, a doc, as you know, I'd previously made sports documentaries and, and telling stories is obviously something that we do well in the mag. We wanted to do that in an audio format. And fortunately, one way or another, uh, Spotify came to us and we and we managed to agree to do a document, six-part documentary series that we did on did last year. And, and again, being proud of it, we won 
the prestigious New York Festival, New York Festival, New York Festival's Radio Awards, Gold and Silver Awards, alongside like ESPN and BBC and stuff like that, which was obviously incredible for us. Um, we we were obviously immensely proud of it anyway, but to get that recognition in the, in that field. So, and as a result of that, I'm sure that played a role in the fact that we got a second series. So it's slightly changed this time. They were 45 minutes long, 45 to a minute uh, to an hour long. Uh, these ones are only to, uh, around 20 minutes, uh, sh slightly shorter and coming out every week. Uh, obviously we started production of that about two weeks before lockdown. So uh, <laughs> what we, one of the things, the key ingredients of the first series was we went out to places, we went to America, we were very again, fortunate to do so and, and all around Europe to get these interviews. Obviously when lockdown came along, it was a lot of uh, Zoom, it became Zoom and clean feeds and it has, it's been a big challenge to try and recreate what we did so well in the first series in that environment again we've all had to adapt like everyone else but incredibly proud of what we've done so far uh we've done a night again it's very democratic there's a nice variety to it uh i say that we've got an, the last week and this episode of pele came out and this week's maradona so we've gone for the hits but that is mainly because they're birthdays of course but yeah we, i'm again really proud of what we're doing there and, and it, 20 minutes is a really interesting format and again as a documentary maker who's made longer form things, 20 minutes and telling a story and up and down is, is, is difficult, no doubt about it, but yeah. enjoy the challenge and hopefully the, the episodes speak for themselves. And if you haven't listened to Giant, then please, please do. I genuinely believe it's, 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 it offers something slightly different to what is out there. It actually does. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about obviously being more than just a magazine set, but I, I also feel, look at, look at the work and think that, you know, Monday are potentially sort of redefining uh, what a magazine is really. You know, because but we look at shoot and match and four four two, and it was all it was bundled, wasn't it, with different all different types of things. It would be like a cartoon yeah. bit at the end, and some interviews, and maybe maybe what's happening is with the digital world that we live in now is that these magazines, newspapers, whatever, just are being sort of redefined, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that we set the standard by any stretch because we obviously have our Green Soccer Journal, for example, was one of the magazines I read, but you know couple of years before you know and I, I'd be a liar to say if it wasn't at least a spot that in my head or maybe we could do something like this um and you know there have been magazines that uh, come out have come out since and, and around that time and I think even 442 have gone down a you know I've been a subscriber since the very start 442 have gone down a slightly mm. slightly different angle you know without it more more in-depth features more visuals and, and things like that and it's great because at the end of the day there's so much football there's enough for a for all to go around for all of us, you know. I'm, I, like I said, I'm a subscriber of 442 and, and have been, and, and I'll read it most, pretty much most football magazines. And, and you've also got magazines like Season and things like that that focus on women's football. And yeah, it's great. And we've had people come to us that said, oh, this inspired us to do that. And that's, that's as good as, as, as most things, as anything, really. You know, I was a fanzine. I all started writing a fanzine for Yeovil Oh God, I can't remember how long ago it was now, but the fact that I've, you know, and I had fanzines influence me to do that. And then the fact that some people come back and say, oh, Monday I'll influence me to start this or even just do this project at university or, or whatever, or design project. That's brilliant. You know, I, 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 I really like that. And that's why I'd love to try and keep the print magazine going as much as we can. And we, and we do, and we are trying to do that, but sometimes, yeah. Sometimes circumstances outside your control can affect that. And 
but it's certainly still on our radar and it's, it's definitely something we've not given up on. We've said, like I said, we said we'll press pause. We really hope we can press play again soon. So, yeah, and if, if, if people people enjoy that, then that, even, yeah, that's great. And it'll be something that we want to we want to get back to doing, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's as anyone who has done anything in print in the digital age, it's not cheap and you have to have real passion for it. And mm. it's, it's hard to say, it's hard to, it's hard to take something so, you know, so traditional and print and sell it, you know, in shops and, and the like and things like that when everything is being bought online, you know, and the print costs, uh, print costs and postage costs are excessive. You know that's why. That's why obviously we had to press pause. So unfortunately, sometimes circumstances outside of control can can stop that. It's been, as you said, a challenging year um, for that reason. And as you said, we, we we hope you can press play again, whether that becomes the quarter edition or or another iteration of an evolution of mm. that pressurized environment. We're also we're going to ramp that pressure slash not really ramp that pressure, but we're going to throw a small little quick fire challenge at you, uh, a counter attack challenge, and we've got a oh, few yeah. questions um, which you can hopefully answer in one or two words, short, sharp. And and as I say, put you on yeah, the spot. Yeah. Anyone that's listened to this podcast so far is going to find it's hard to know that I can say things in one or two words, but I'll definitely give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, well, off. Yeah, first one we've got favorite podcast in brackets, not giant, though. No. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, absolutely. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, Popular Front by um, a guy called Jake Hanrahan, which is um, I think the tagline is uh, all the niche. Niche details of modern warfare, but it's so much more than that, and it's absolutely um, it's 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 my go-to listen. But and with I have to say, sorry, I know it's supposed to be one or two words. Sport, uh, social distance sports bar. It's kept me sane during the lockdown. So yeah, sorry, that's nice. two. Nice. Well, well okay. you didn't have the third, which was ours, which was you know, um, but it's fine. Um, Hampton Richmond come flying through the divisions and win the Premier League, or England <laughs> to win the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely Hampton and Richmond, and I do. Don't get me wrong; I've been to World Cups and I've, I've followed England, but yeah, it's all yeah. It, man. yeah club yeah. over country every day of the week for me. Well, this one wasn't planned. I'm going to throw it in now. A bit of nostalgia: Pele or Maradona? Um, I've seen Maradona when I was seven years old play for uh, uh, Napoli, but in a training session in Naples because my family is in Naples, so I have oh, wow. So, so the modern iteration of that debate: Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, both. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Bothered, I'm not bothered either way. You can't. You can't sit on the fence. <laughs> I've, got on HCO. Sit, uh, I've got to sit on the fence there. I'm not. I, I enjoy watching both of them. Uh, yeah. I, honestly, I can't. People have asked me that before, and I just think. Uh, and again, this might sound like I'm sitting on the fence, but let's just enjoy the fact we got both of them. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you should still pick one, but that's very true. It's true. Andrew. So we've got favorite football film slash documentary ever. Oh, God, oh, blimey. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to know quite a few people that have made some really good ones as well, so they're going to have a go at me if I don't mention them. But purely, uh, pure, uh, I'm just going to go, first one that's coming into my head is Two Escobars, ESPN, Perk 30, uh, incredible. I don't think anyone and anyone will tell that story any better than that. So you know, obviously there's a lot of stories in football that have been told and retold, but no one will tell the Two Escobars story any better than that, no question. 
Yeah, we we had the creator of the two Escobars on a guest as a guest on our show, uh, and it was a pleasure. And um, we lo- we love the show, but he was fantastic as well, and it was just brilliant to sort of understand where it came from and the process he had to go through um, to create it was fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I've kind of disrupted the counter attack by just no, 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 but that 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 that's also why it's so good because yeah, fantastic. how the hell do you make that? essentially and and then the same uh, and the same team went on to create something around Chape, obviously the disaster there and you can see and understand you know again the same place they're coming from but um the, yeah. the final the final classic question we ask is what andrew so we've got we've got a couple of more i think haven't we football stadium so football oh yes stadium, two sorry two you're right to. you're absolutely right one football stadium you'd love to go to that you've not been to before or well, one i've not been to before oh, that's a good one um because um, I'm an anorak and I, I count how many stadiums I've been to. I think it's up to 267. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's a good one, huh? Uh, oh, oh, blimey, blimey. Come on, think, think, think. Oh, have been, have been, I, have, I haven't been to the Bombonera. I oh, I was, a, just, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be that, to be honest. Yeah. It would have to be that. Oh, I was just yeah. about to say that one. And finally, uh, free dinner guests, dead or alive, from the world of football um, that you could have coming around this evening for a takeaway. Um, dead, and, and uh, I would have to say Alex Stock, uh, yoga manager from the greatest moment in their history in 1948, and who I was brought up when I was a kid, but also the inspiration for, I think, Paul Whitehouse's character on the first show, which might have been a little bit unfair, but yeah, I think I think he'd be good fun at that party. Um I think you'd have to say Eric Cantona, just again, just 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 for the entertainment value, and then, and then, you know what? I'm going to be really cheesy and topical, but Marcus Rashford for everything that he's been doing in football, and I think shining a light on the on the, on the, on 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 such great stuff, and just really setting an example for so many people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah fantastic. Say Marcus Rashford, and uh, and, and yeah. I think has his has he got the job of carrying uh, Cantona home? Is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine he might. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But yeah, uh, it would be good fun. That yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, but Cantona. Yeah, of Cantona is probably the, he's going to keep you entertained. And, and and Marcus for the for the hope and, and you know Cantona nostalgia. Marcus Rashford for the future because not only is he obviously an incredible human being, he's he's obviously a great player and, and, and a joy to watch. So. Yeah, fantastic. So we've got, we've got to talk to you about your, obviously your, your other passion, Hampton and Richmond yeah. uh, said. So you're spinning plates a little bit, aren't you? You've got, you're over there as well <laughs> doing your media directing. Spinning plates, yeah. My, my wife might, might have a different term for it. But yeah, look, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't help myself with having a side project, whether that, whether that was Monday hour was a side project at one point and I've got that. And then I'd say, oh, I'll have another one. But I went to watch Hampton and Richmond. I lived in West, Leafy, West London. And I went to go and tick it off of the, the list and the ground just just because of that. Hampton and Richmond got stuffed 4-0. Uh, didn't play very well, but I've been going ever since just because it's a great place. The people are incredibly friendly. The stadium's great. It's an old traditional non-league stadium surrounded by trees. And last night they played. Uh, and again, just reminded you. And again, I'm fortunate as in my role as media director that I'm able to go and watch them because they're still they're in the, the last level of so-called elite football. Mm. And just, yeah, the floodlights are on, the trees are lined in the stadium. It's, it's not, honestly, I, I just love it. And again, talking about rose-tinted spectacles and nostalgia, it just takes me back to non-league football, which I grew up. When I was a Yeovil Town fan, non-league football 
was was the my my way into the game. So it just takes me back, and I can have a pint with the players afterwards and and things like that. Just look, it sounds it sounds cliche, but it's true. But and and I've always been hugely into uh, supporters trust and fan fan ownership. So I joined the supporters trust. Ended up getting on the board of that, and then it was a natural progression, really, because mm. they needed some help. And uh, I didn't probably, you know, if you did, Tom, I thought, oh, I'll just do it for a bit, and it'd be some nice stuff on the sides, and I'll enjoy my mm. Saturdays. But it's it's in, it's a huge amount of work, but I've got absolutely no regrets whatsoever because it means I I, I speak to people that are completely different to me, and 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 completely you know older. You know, they're totally different perspective, you know, perspectives and stuff on life. But that's the beauty of football, it brings those people together. And you know what? We're all part of we all have one common cause every Sunday, Saturday at three o'clock or during the week when we're volunteering to paint this or do this or what you have to do at non-league football. It's incredible. Yeah, I think as well. Yeah, it reminds me it and, and this is this is this is gonna sound cliche, but it Hampton and Richmond Borough reminded me why I love football because I think I fell out of love with it for a bit. And they they have done and yeah. And that's, that ties into what we're doing at the moment, really. I'm trying to make people aware of, you know, don't get me wrong, I use my, like, the vehicle of Monday out sometimes to maybe push Hampton and Richmond further to the fore than the, the sixth tier of English football club may be. But I think Hampton and Richmond is a, is a great example of many, many non-league clubs. And that's hopefully, if there's one thing that's going to come from this, what's happened in recent months, people going to non-league football and, and, and for their football fix because they can't go above that, you know, mm. then I hope that people carry on doing that because I think yeah. people are really, that it's really, yeah. it's, it's a great place to be. 100%, 100%. I'm a, f- a follower of a National League side myself in the fourth tier. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just think at the moment of being a non-league fan, if you if you wake up in the morning and your club's still alive, then, you know, you, you've got to count your blessings really. Um, yeah, exactly. we, we we spoke to uh, Lee Birch on the on the pod before the the London Bees manager, and he was just saying the same really that what you said, what you alluded to a minute ago, that maybe this maybe this situation will sort of bring to life a new sort of set of fans, really. You know that that go and support their local team and keep it going because, as Mundial puts it, you know why we love football is because of those first moments where you stand on stand in the park and watch a watch a match, or you know it's and um, yeah. yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, it is. It is, and and it's one of the things that we're doing at the moment. We're offering, excuse the plug, but we we are not charging for a stream. We're running our own service. It's totally free, and anyone can watch it. So anyone, we had well over five hundred people watching it last night, and I imagine if we charge for it, then you'd have the diehards, and we might have had ten percent of that number. Mm. But, you mean you're not charging fourteen ninety five on top of yeah, I mean, obviously that a nice, a nice, yeah, exactly. We're not, and look, you're not getting. I understand as well. It's sixth tier of English football. The football is that. Fortunately, it's been really good, you know, the last few games. But I just want people to realise that, that what what goes on on that level, and also the people that actually help make that happen on that level, need to be um, have the light shine shine on them as well. Because the, the amount of work that the volunteers, we we had a food bank on throughout the whole of lockdown, and the amount of work that went in. Um, was was fantastic and the difference it made you know albeit very locally you know people might go Hampton and Richmond I don't think they need a food bank well obviously we all know that, that yeah. um, those problems affect anyone and everyone mm. wherever you are so it, it was brilliant to do and actually it, again it gave people contact while they couldn't have football matches with with the football club or with the people from the football club that they knew and 
you say hello to, you know, there's only 500, 600 people going every game normally. So you get to know people and people get to know you. So exactly. it was great. And yeah, I would, if anyone is listening to this and hasn't been to a non-league game during lockdown, just just pick a team near, not, not too far away and go along. Because I tell you, for whatever, even if you only go once, your money and the money you spend that day on a, on a pint or burger program makes just a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're obviously, we're closing in on Christmas, so we've got a couple of wishes at HTO that Monday I'll keep moving forward and Hampton Richmond knock out Oldham in the FA Cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I hope so too. Yeah, we yeah. Hampton Richmond, I obviously have my history of Hampton Richmond. I've been there the last five years. But in their 99-year history, they've only drawn... They've only been in the FA Cup first round four times, and two of those times they've drawn Oldham Athletic at home. So uh, I don't know what the odds are on that, but it's ridiculous. But obviously, the last time it was incredible. A Ford House at the, at the Beverly, 3,000 people jammed, jammed in. It's not going to be the case this time, but mm. these, are the, these are the things that are going to happen. But maybe we'll go one better this time, but it's obviously going to be very yeah. tough. That'll yeah, be the next round. round. I was going to say see you at Wembley, but probably won't be allowed in. But um, well, it's, yeah, this, is a, this is the sad thing. This is the sad thing, isn't it? And I just hope, if talking about wishes, I just hope that uh, football can um, return sooner rather than later. And I understand more than more than most the logistics involved of that happening because everything you have to be so safe with everything and, and non-league grounds aren't. But until then, until then, they can listen and read Monday Hour. Um, we encourage everyone to do so and said we just want to say a massive thank you for coming on and joining us um, I personally and I think Andrew has as well found it really just an enjoyable chat yeah. um, coming from a lot of the same uh, thought processes and a lot of the same forces that we have uh, at HGF one it's just really nice to see and can continue to do such fantastic work because we, 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 we're big fans ourselves personally so appreciate oh, that's, it. that's great that's great to hear and, and yeah I really appreciate that and thanks very much